Welcome to Women Thriving Unapologetically with Lindsay McCowan. Over the next hour, you will hear raw, honest, and inspiring conversation between Lindsay and her guests, discussing how to thrive, live joyfully, and abundantly in spite of life's challenges. Now, here is your host, Lindsay McCowan. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Women Thriving Unapologetically. I'm your host, Lindsay McCowan. We have a really wonderful show today. Today's show, we're going to be talking about this topic of how can we really love ourselves unapologetically? How can we know with our whole being that I am enough? I am enough. So before we drop into this conversation with our amazing guests, what we're going to do is we're going to drop in first into our own bodies. So let's just take this moment to stop and pause and breathe. So wherever you are, whether you're standing up, seated, you know, you can even lie down. Just take a moment to just put your hand upon your heart and take a deep breath in through the nose and then out through the mouth and just feel that when you deeply exhale, it's like a settling down and into the abode of your body, into the abode of your heart so that the next breath in can feel more fresh, more new, like you're taking in more life. And so we'll just do this for a couple more rounds of breath. And just with your hand on your heart, what would it feel like to you if you could love yourself unapologetically? Like really love yourself, like in this moment, knowing that I am enough. As women, this is a common belief that I'm not enough. I'm not doing enough. I don't have enough. And it's something that has been conditioned into us for a very long time. So how can we unravel those knots and free ourselves so that we can actually experience the truth in this, of this inner knowing that I am enough right here in this moment. I don't have to do anything else. I don't have to be anyone else. I don't have to look any different. I am enough. So let's take another deep breath in and out because that can feel kind of heavy. Like, how the hell am I going to do that? Hmm. And so let's bring ourselves back so we can invite in Carrie Severson. Now, Carrie reached out to me on LinkedIn because we have something very much in common, two <laughs> unapologetic women or two women that are working on being unapologetically. Of course, the show is called Women Thriving Unapologetically, but Carrie has written a book called Unapologetically Enough. And I absolutely love that title, of course. How could I not? And she's also the chief executive officer of a book publishing business. Now, she created this business. I love this because she was reaching out with her, with her amazing book to other literary agents, and they were passing on her because they said that she sounded too much like other leaders in her field. And so what she did is like, you know what? I'm going to go start my own and I'm going to publish my own damn book. And I love that. (laughs) (laughs) And so she's going to come on today and going to help us talk about how she worked through her feelings of not feeling like she was enough, like how she struggled with her own not enoughness and how she was constantly questioning herself, whether she was thin enough, wealthy enough, young enough, or fertile enough, and how she ended up really battling professional and personal burnout and moved into a state of self-love. And um, let's just go ahead and invite Carrie on the show so we can get get started. Hello, Carrie. Welcome. welcome. Thank you so much. I love all of that. And dropping in felt really good. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for dropping in with us. I can always feel when our guests drop in with us and it just allows me to actually feel a deeper connection to you before we mm-hmm. even start to have the conversation and a deeper connection to our audience, whether they're listening live or later on on demand. So thank you. Now, I usually end with this question, but because we have this common thread of being <laughs> unapologetic, I just want to ask you at the very beginning, right? how do you def- define unapologetic and what's your experience learning about being unapologetic? <clears throat> Being unapologetic to me means being my own advocate, having my own back, using my voice. It's like bringing all those aspects of myself that I've put on other people back into me and accepting the fact that I am my first and foremost 
I love myself more than anybody else. I have to know myself more than anybody else. And I have to sometimes fight for myself more than anybody else is going to. So for me, being unapologetic is all about being 100% aligned with my voice, my heart, my guts. Oh, I love that. I talk often about like the whole um, premise of the show is to understand that the unapologetic piece for me as well has been this journey of aligning with my heart and trusting the information mm-hmm. that I hear from my heart and then taking mm-hmm. the action. Cause sometimes you can hear a message and be like, Oh, hell no. That's when the not enoughness comes in. Oh, I'm not good enough totally. to do what you're asking me to do, or I don't have enough money or I don't have enough time. And all of that comes in, but it's the important piece right there is not just to tune into it, but to take action on it. So Absolutely. I'd love to hear from you. Like, how do you really navigate through those voices that come up or are the voices still coming up for you? <laughs> totally. All the time. Here's what I've learned. Um, I've created such a deep relationship with my intuition and I've st- been on this journey for, uh, I started understand. I've known I was an empath since I was in my mid twenties and highly intuitive, but I didn't know how to hone those skills. And so being on this personal development journey, this like deep soul quest Uh, for almost 20 years, I have learned that when I get, I call them downloads, when I hear a download and I feel that I'll get like goosebumps, I'll start to, I get tears in my eyes. Like I've already started wiping, you know, like energy, emotion. And that is my heart. That's my soul. That's my higher connection. That's God telling me leading me, this is what you have to do. This is the direction to go. And when I say no to that, really awful things happen to me. Like, like what? <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> so curious. Okay. So I can't remember. I don't write about this in my book actually, because this happened after, but so I have this uh, I have this book publishing business. The house is actually, I run a hybrid house. It's actually called the unapologetic voice house. So I, back in 2018, I'm in this new relationship with the man who's not my husband. And I'm talking like brand new and I'm a serial entrepreneur. I've experienced burnout. I know what that feels like. I wake up, pop my eyes open. And the very first thing I hear, I get this download and it literally says, be the house. And I'm like, F no, no way, Jose. I've done this before. I've launched businesses before. I've burned out before. I'm not doing it again. I'm in a brand new relationship. This is where I'm going to stay. Within a matter of, I honestly, three months, every client I had was gone. Every ounce of income I had was dry. And I was like, okay, clearly I'm going to go launch a publishing house. And within, you know, I get picked up by a distribution company. I put a plan together. Things just happened really organically. And within literally weeks of putting something together, I had like seven clients. Sorry. That's amazing. Yes. But when you don't follow it, um, yeah, wells dry up, random things will happen. Mm -hmm. And I really appreciate you sharing that because like for me, one, when like we all have a connection to our intuition and it does take time to develop that and to start to, and to really trust it and trust what you're feeling. And similarly to you, like when something comes in, when something's really aligned with me, I get teary eyed to this mm-hmm. day when mm-hmm. I've spent a year that I've been doing this show. And every time I have a conversation with someone about the show and I tell them the mission of the show, like the really underpinnings of why I'm doing this show, I cry every time. 12 months later, I'm still crying. Um, And that's how I know that I'm really aligned. And, you know, and I also appreciate how you say that when we don't listen to that heart calling to our intuition or or even our gut instincts, that it does cause more suffering in our lives. So Mm -hmm. we can just step in and step into the scary unknown. Things will happen and they'll probably, they might not happen at the the speed we want them to happen, but they're going to probably, they're going to happen faster than if we didn't listen to it because we'll just still still be suffering Mm -hmm. and in more pain. And so thank you for sharing that. And 
And it kind of like would lead me into like, I'd really love to hear like, we're just inundated what success is supposed to look like in our lives. Mm-hmm. And I believe that the, because of this kind of skewed perception of success, we get caught up in not feeling enough or like, or not feeling like we're doing enough or being enough or are enough. And so how would you define success? Success is now for me throughout the day, I check in to make sure that I feel excited about what I'm doing. I am aligned with what I'm doing and that I'm taking care of myself. Like I will, (laughs) it's so funny. We're talking about this because I'm currently launching something. And, you know, when you're in that throes, you can easily put your self-care, you know, turn it off. Like there's no, you know, there's, it gets really easy, particularly as an entrepreneur, I can easily do that. So just the other day, I actually have time blocked out in my calendar throughout the day to do mental check-ins. How are you doing? Are you okay? Have you ate today? Are you happy? Things like that. And just little tiny snippets in my calendar to pop up. But I am making sure that throughout the day, I ask myself that question and it really all comes back down to how I feel. If I feel aligned, if I feel happy or excited, and honestly, if I feel like I'm at peace, even if I'm in a rough period or a rough season that happens, am I trusting that there's, I'm going in the right direction? That's success for me. I've unhooked it from money. I've unhooked it from title. Um, I have zero attachment to, you know, anything that would drive me into ego. That's really important for me. So like brand awareness, I actually don't have any attachment to that. Um, the difference between entrepreneur, CEO, author, writer, publisher, I don't have any attachment to those things. And that's super, super help, helpful and healthy for me, which is more important to me to stay aligned and stay in my definition of success than anything else. I really appreciate that. I've been in conversations with many women on how do we approach um, business from more of more feminine approach mm-hmm. because we're more in a toxic masculine viewpoint of business that is really just so hyper-focused to our detriment on the title, the money, the mm-hmm. accolades, the accumulation. And it's, it's really creating a, an immense amount of stress and our physiology. It's creating so much pressure on us that we're not actually enjoying life and we're not we're starting to squeeze out our connection to our intuition and, um, and I've been playing with that whole idea, like, just can I just let all that go, like, let go of the ego driven stuff and stay really resonant with what is the mission, the purpose of what wants to come through me in this moment and stay aligned with that and letting go of the identification to, okay, got to create a brand. You got to like come up with something that you can sell, but how can it just be more of something that is really driven by the heart and allowing that to move through us in a way that it's meant to move through us without it having to attaching a certain amount of income to it mm-hmm. or are holding on to um, what it's going to give us, mm-hmm. where it's going to take us. And so, you know, it kind of segues into what does it mean to be enough then if you're not accumulating a certain amount of stuff, or if you're not making a certain amount of income, or if you haven't acquired a certain amount of prestige or titles, then what does it really mean to be enough? It kind of ties in also with the definition of success, but how does that, how does the enoughness feel different than your definition of success? So this has been like a lifelong journey and it's, um, I think it's like one of the main questions we can ask ourselves as (laughs) human beings, right? Um, When I started to understand that I was born enough and that I was enough at two, I was enough at seven, I was enough in middle school when I was, you know, really badly bullied and created a fight or flight pattern. I was enough during my first burnout. I was enough during the second. When I started to 
actually do that work and see myself connected to everything in life and everyone in life and mirror them as they're enough, I'm enough. I can let go of all of the head trash. I can let go of all the blame I'm taking. I can let go of all of the insecurity I'm holding and move from a place of deeply rooted, loved, special. (laughs) It's so much better and easier. And um, what I remind myself of that on a daily basis that I was already enough. Oh man, it's so, I'm, I feel so much better. I can hear that in your voice. And of course, we're on a Zoom call having a conversation. So those of you that are not watching the live stream or just listening listening to the the audio, I mean, I hope you could actually hear that in Carrie's voice. Like when she just, you just kind of giggled and then your face lit up as well. <laughs> like, I'm enough. I'm yeah. already enough. Like I was born enough. And as because I was born enough, I don't lose that. Yeah. You know, it's it was your birthright. It is. And it still is, regardless of where you are and what you're going through. Mm -hmm. But we put ourselves through so much and we allow ourselves to stay in that space of uh, a worthiness rat race. Um, And when when we're able to literally unhook from it, like it takes a little bit of work. It's not like an overnight. Oh, yeah, there's. Yeah, it's not. (laughs) There's some programming and some stuff you have to work on. Mm-hmm. But when we're able to step out of that, it is a daily choice I make to step into the space of I was already enough. And to me, it feels like we're stepping out of the machine. Mm-hmm. Totally. You know, this this machine and this system that is designed to keep us exhausted and overwhelmed and not feeling enough because if we don't feel enough then we're always going to be seeking what someone else is trying to sell us to make us feel like we are mm-hmm. and we're just being churned in this system that just keeps us feeling awful and if we can step outside of that you're going to light up and you're going to giggle and be like oh my gosh I'm already enough and I have this freedom to decide on my own and um, I'd love to talk to you a little bit about how to, you know, because that's not the common way. It's not the the way where most of our momentum is going right now in our culture. Things are starting to shift. But how do we step into this new way of being when the majority of life is still churning and still going in this this overwhelming direction of trying to prove ourselves? Totally. Um, yeah. So that comes back down to my, I guess, definition of being unapologetic, where it's like, I am, I'm not picking up armor. I'm not calling myself a warrior because that feels really heavy for me, but I see myself as like this, you know, beam of light and I'm going to protect that and move forward from that place, regardless of what happens to me day by day, because I am enough. And then I'll even say it as I was already enough. So it's at the past tense piece, but I have like so many exercises. I have like a 10 things I do a day to regulate my nervous system. And for me, particularly for women, I think it's all about regulating our nervous system so that we're able to stay in a space of heart, peace, groundedness, and unhook from the mental rat race. Yeah. And so I'd love for you to be able to share some of those, uh, techniques and exercises with our listeners. Um, But we do have to go to our first break in the show. And so if you're listening, just know that women rise and thrive together. And if you really love this show and you want to consider supporting the show, then you can do it two ways. You can make a donation to the show, or you can become a sponsor of Women Thriving Unapologetically and really support the mission to provide a global platform for women to expand their reach, share their messages and work. And each show aims to inspire, support and equip women to reach their highest potential and step into their power to lead, love, work and live unapologetically. So all you have to do is reach out to me through email at thrivingunapologetically at gmail.com and we'll, uh, we'll have a chat. So we'll be right back after this short break.
Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Women, are you tired of chasing after your dreams? Exhausted and overwhelmed from trying so hard to have the perfect life? Do you yearn for more ease, freedom, and time to explore what is near and dear to your heart, yet have no idea how to stop pushing forward? Join your host, Lindsay McCowan, and others like you on a journey to awaken the divine feminine. When you awaken the divine feminine, you awaken parts of yourself that have been ignored, lay dormant, put on the back burners, or forgotten. When you fully ignite these aspects of yourself, you awaken your ability to thrive in all areas of your life, including relationships, finances, health, career, and purpose. You stop chasing after life and step into an easeful magnetic flow. You become the magnet that effortlessly attracts joy, love, space to play, abundance, and magic that illuminates your life. Does that sound like the future you? Go to lindsay.tv goddess to sign up today. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Women Thriving Unapologetically with Lindsay McCowan. Have a question for Lindsay or her guests? Want to share your story? Email Lindsay at thrivingunapologetically at gmail.com. That's thrivingunapologetically at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Here again is Lindsay. Welcome back to Women Thriving Unapologetically. I am here today with Carrie Severson, and we're talking about how we can become unapologetically enough, how we can really reclaim our sense of knowing and feeling and like knowing that we are enough, not just feeling it, but knowing it. And so let's just go ahead and jump back right back into our conversation and you know, let's start with how do you, what's the process that you have for reclaiming your enoughness? Well, um, I start my day an hour to an hour and a half before anybody else gets up and, um, I'll write, a, will just, I'll write a letter to the universe, to God, to myself, to a former aspect of myself. Um, and just sort of getting me into my heart and practicing my own awareness of who I am and what I've been through. Um, I always, I'm always, I always do a meditation in the morning, but um, I will stand with my feet further than hip widths apart. And I'll imagine um, like source energy coming down into my head into my heart and like into my central column down into the earth. And so I actually practice like opening up my meridians. Um, I'll start to sway, open up my body. Um, I do a lot of like hip circles to, uh, from a feminine perspective of like, we carry so much energy in our lower chakras and our hips and our sacral. I actually put a lot of focus on moving uh, I'll go in both directions. I'll take deep breaths, like box breath, the four, seven, eight breath. I have like, and it doesn't take me. I mean, this is why I get up an hour and hour and a half because I'm also slowly opening up to the day. I'm drinking coffee, and but I'm making sure that I start my day with me and me first and my, you know, tuning into my energy, tuning into my heart. And it feels so different than getting up, turning on my email, turning on Facebook, answering, you know, I've done that before. I can do it again, but I don't want to. So I start the day slow. Um, <laughs> and then because I know myself well enough to know that the nervous system, particularly once you like, once we start expanding our awareness and we start um, really stepping into our own divine feminine power, our nervous system will start to expand. And a lot of times in our bodies, that does feel weird. Like I can, I can feel anxiety sometimes. I can feel, um, yeah, for me, it mostly presents as anxiety. 
<clears throat> so I will do their burnout regulation um, tools and techniques I've learned for myself, but they're, you know, you can research them everywhere, but um, <laughs> I, I take a cold shower a couple of times a day, particularly when I feel myself questioning myself, or I feel like I'm in my head, even if it's like three minutes, it's, you know, I pop in, I giggle, I scream, I get out of my head. And you sounds and, like shock therapy to me. <laughs> yeah, it totally is. But it, it does, it regulates our nervous system. Mm -hmm. It gets me out of my head and helps me reconnect to my body, which is really what I need. And I'm curious when you say that you're feeling anxiety, is your, are you feeling the anxiety of the expansion? I think it comes because I feel so much more confident in who I am. Um, I think bigger things have come forward for me to give me different opportunities that I probably were, I was probably hiding from before. And so I don't know if it's anxiety from the expansion or if it's anxiety from being able to handle more. Uh, so there might be a part of you that's afraid to step into more because in the past it led to burnout. Probably. Yeah. And so I'm constantly aware of, okay, I feel this. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. So I'm going to stop it here and regulate it here and get back into my body and get back into my heart. So I'm always aware of this. Am I being analytical? Am I thinking too much? Am I letting my head lead this? Or am I doing something from a heart space? So you create that beautiful pattern interrupt in that moment. So you've, you've been self-regulating long enough and knowing yourself well enough. Right. That you're know in that moment, okay, here's this, this, the signal that I'm getting is anxiety. Yes. I'm not sure where it's coming from, but let me just stop it right here. Cause I had this mm -hmm. technique of getting in the shower and do this cold shower. I giggle, I scream, get yep. back into my body. And then from there, you can trust your into like feel into your body and know like, okay, is this the right direction for me? And if it is, you move forward. If it's not, then you realize, okay, I just need to pause this. Yeah. And I'll, I mean, I'll do things like, um, I'll take the dog for a walk. I'll take my shoes off and I'll stand in grass and I'll picture roots coming out of my feet, anchoring into the earth. And that's five minutes of me just getting grounded. Uh, my poor dog is like, we have to go outside again. God, mom. But I, um, there's so many tools, right? Like, uh, taking deep breaths, getting some fresh air, even for five minutes, and I, I love my day a lot doing that. Yeah. And the pattern interrupts are so important because for so many different reasons, one, you're interrupting the, just getting stuck in that analytical thought and that, that narrow-minded approach where we actually are not in anymore in an exploratory state. We're just only moving from this conditioned place in our brain. So that, that stopping then interrupting the patterns pulls us out and mm -hmm. allows us to really feel into our intuitive state and pull from a greater consciousness and also just to regulate the nervous system because our systems aren't meant to be in that constant sympathetic system all day long. We need to have those breaks in order to help regulate the nervous system. Mm -hmm. And so everything you're saying is really about these tools to get out of that fight flight response. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when I started doing that, I mean, I started doing that regularly and 2018, 2017. And I've added onto my list throughout, you know, as I've gone. Uh, but I mean, I started with as simple as sitting on a bench, uh, pretending, you know, light was coming through my body. I even called it like champagne bubbles, where I pictured beautiful light energy just kissing every cell in my body. And they were champagne bubbles dancing through my you know, dancing through all the organs and all my bones. Um, but I would pay attention to things that I wouldn't normally pay attention to. Oh, I see a squirrel. I see a bird. I feel the wind on my skin. Uh, that grass is so pretty. I would engage other senses to get out of my head and pay attention to the moment. Um, and it really did shift it's really the start of how I started to accept myself as enough, change that pattern of, 
I have to prove myself in order to be seen as something and then accept myself as enough. There was this new program that was sort of being implemented and it had everything to do with me learning how to regulate that sympathetic piece and slowing down. Yeah. So I hope women are listening to this because I know like you have, you have a child, you have a family and you're getting up an hour early because you're choosing to start your day. And that's not easy when you have little ones to take care of, but it's by learning how to regulate your nervous system and really be tender with yourself and Mm -hmm. showing yourself that love that you're able to actually enjoy life more and to be able to move through life with greater ease. It's not always going to be easy, but when you hit those hard points, you know how to take care of yourself and tend to yourself so that it's, um, you're not moving into a, a third burnout. I mean, you mentioned I, two. I don't know if you've had three. I, <laughs> I think I, I, so my, in the book, unapologetically enough, I do write about my professional burnout. And then um, for those of you who haven't read it, I, years ago, I launched a nonprofit it was a bullying on bullying solutions organization and it grew nationally. I sort of caught this wind of when everyone was talking about girl on girl bullying, uh, it grew it nationally, ran at a pace I hadn't ever experienced and burned out like four years into it. When I went back to my roots of storytelling and started healing myself and doing these exercises and putting, putting things back into my life that I wanted, I, created a list of non-negotiables and I built my life around that list versus my work first and all the things I wanted to do around my work. I kind of flipped it on its head. So one of the things I wanted to do was date again. And this was back in like 2016. Uh, So I'm on a date with a guy and he's like, oh, you missed your opportunity to get married and have kids. That's too bad. And it affected me so badly that I put myself the two rounds of IVF as a single woman, both rounds failed and I got incredibly sick. So like I said, going back to the point in the beginning about intuition, when I don't listen to my, when I don't listen to those things and I move from a place of fear or ego, really bad things happen. This I think is one of those moments where I didn't have to do that. I didn't have to put myself through that. I moved from a place of fear and the place of like, what if, uh, And when I say I got incredibly sick, I mean like eight bacteria infections, mold poisoning within a course of five months, I was bedridden after the last shot. I consider that a burnout because I had to build myself back up. So in my book, I do talk about professional burnout, personal burnout, but I do think I was back in burnout during COVID. I would imagine the majority of the world was, and the reason burnout is such a hot topic right now and employee retention and wellness and mental health and all these pieces is because as a collective, we're trying to figure out a way to heal ourselves so that we can function better as a society. Mm. And so how do you feel we need to heal ourselves? Like what's the, the first, the very first step? I think we have to stop, um, Blaming others, putting so much pressure on other people. And I think we have to look inward. I think everyone needs to do a really deep internal audit on who they are and how they're showing up in life and what they internally want to change. I think that is going to be a personalized experience for everybody. If everyone went through a personal development course, I think we would all be able to relate better to one another. (laughs) Yes. Because what's driving us? Like, why are we pushing ourselves so hard? What's underneath all of that? What's the story that we're telling ourselves that's causing us to push so hard and towards burnout or making decisions that aren't really aligned? Yes. And if we can understand what that storyline is, then we can reshape it and change it into a a storyline that is really much more... Mm -hmm congruent. And we can also not just see ourselves better, but I, I don't know about you, but when I really do this deep inner work and I understand myself better, I have so much more compassion for other people. I And I just w- came back from a women's retreat in the Her Festival in Maine. It was really lovely. And 
it was one of the first times that I could sit in a circle and like, I don't have to share anything. I, I love have, that. Because I felt like I don't need to tell my story again. Nope. I'm so tired of my story telling it because it's just like it's in the past now. And I can I could feel that the difference of where I was in that moment versus my younger self who would like, oh, I know the answer to that. Or I have something really that I could I could share this because I have all this information. But there's a part of me like, you know what? I don't need to do that anymore. I'm enough just sitting here listening. I don't feel like I'm any less than because I'm not sharing something profound or speaking or doing all the things I chose not to participate in a lot of things. Cause I knew like for me, I needed to come back to myself. And so I separated myself from the group oftentimes just to be alone. I'm like, and I had no guilt on it at all. And it was that. so freeing in that moment. And because of the nature of the retreat is, and it being about women leadership and yoga and just like, you know what, do you, do what you need to do and we'll be fine with that. And so, that. yeah, just coming back, what, what is it going to be? And, and, you know, you talk a lot, a little bit about the, the difference between self love versus self care. And I would love to hear your perspective on it. Cause we've actually had some conversations on this show about what the difference between self care and self nourishment. So I love that. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's hear what, let's hear your perspective, Carrie. So it took me so long to realize that everything I did, what were acts, taking care of myself, working out, pampering myself, paying somebody to do something pretty for me, right? Getting my hair done, getting my nails done, taking myself out on dates. I looked at all of that as self-care because I wanted it to bring me to a state of self-love. I wanted, I wanted the action to bring me to a state of being. And when I was like, why do I have to do the action? Why can't I just be the being? Uh, I'm like, I want to learn how to just be self-love. I want to learn how to be loved by myself to myself. And then when I started that cycle, the acts of self-care went from paying $100 a week for nails and toes or paying for personalized Pilates classes or something to napping and telling myself, I love myself, closing my eyes, taking a deep breath and pulling back into my heart and actually feeling loved. Period. <laughs> I like every time you get a line, you giggle and you laugh. I love it. <laughs> you're like, you say you have your little truth bomb and then you're like, giggle. I love yeah. it. <laughs> and I, I really... I resonate with what you're saying because no amount of pedicures or getting my hair done in that moment, it makes me feel pretty, but it's still like, we're still reaching outside of ourselves for some external solution to what's actually an internal problem. Mm -hmm. And so until we have to address what's going on internally, and then when we do that, then everything else that we do externally is just a bonus. It's just not, it's not what's leading us to the happiness. Mm -hmm. It's really the the act of coming back home to our hearts and, and practicing doing the tools that actually help us reunite with the love that's within us and the enoughness that's within us. Mm -hmm. And then we don't need to spend so much damn money and fall prey to all of the marketing that's out there that's saying, oh, for a woman, this is, this is the ideal. This will make you happy if you look this way or, you know, so thank you for sharing that. And, you know, we're up on our second break, our second and last break of the show. So when we come back, we got a lot to cover. <laughs> <laughs> or we'll just let it go. Well, that's how it goes on the show. But if you are listening, um, as I mentioned before the first break, this show is really about bringing women on this show that they can share their stories so that they can land on your hearts and that you can have the tools that you need to thrive unapologetically in your life. And, you know, women do need support. And this show could really value aligned women supporting the show. So if you feel aligned with the show and you want to get your product or service out there, just reach out to me at thrivingunapologetically at gmail.com. And we can talk about how we can make that happen as a team. So we'll be right back after this short break. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. 
Women, are you tired of chasing after your dreams? Exhausted and overwhelmed from trying so hard to have the perfect life? Do you yearn for more ease, freedom, and time to explore what is near and dear to your heart, yet have no idea how to stop pushing forward? Join your host, Lindsay McCowan, and others like you on a journey to awaken the divine feminine. When you awaken the divine feminine, you awaken parts of yourself that have been ignored, lay dormant, put on the back burners, or forgotten. When you fully ignite these aspects of yourself, you awaken your ability to thrive in all areas of your life, including relationships, finances, health, career, and purpose. You stop chasing after life and step into an easeful magnetic flow. You become the magnet that effortlessly attracts joy, love, space to play, abundance, and magic that illuminates your life. Does that sound like the future you? Go to lindsay.tv goddess to sign up today. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're listening to Women Thriving Unapologetically with Lindsay McCowan. Have a question for Lindsay or her guests? Want to share your story? Email Lindsay at thrivingunapologetically at gmail.com. That's thrivingunapologetically at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Here again is Lindsay. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Women Thriving Unapologetically. We are here with Carrie Severson, and we're talking about how to really claim our self-worth, our enoughness, and be unapologetically us. So Carrie has written an amazing book called just that unapologetically enough and your book carrie actually comes with exercises that help the readers redefine their own thoughts about mm-hmm. success and self-love mm-hmm. and so i would love for you to share with our listeners some easy steps that they can take so they so they can start to experience these shifts for themselves right okay um so i started with first defining how i viewed success in that moment of you know, um, for me, it was burnout, but for somebody else, it could be, uh, you're still trying to figure out your purpose. You're looking for something, you know, uh, defining your definition of success and really where that came from. And then breaking it down into, do you want to change this? Do you recognize this as an issue or not? Some people, uh, are super aligned with it already. Other people's aren't. And if you can see that break in, okay, this isn't aligned for me anymore. Taking a step forward and creating a little vision statement on how do you want to feel? What emotions do you want to associate with your new definition of success? And for me, that really came down to happy. I want to be happy with what I'm doing and how I feel about each day. And because I've had, I mean, the burnout was so extreme. It is a daily thing for me, but it doesn't have to be a daily thing for you. It could be a weekly check-in. It could be a monthly check-in. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go more than a month because you want to be able to consistently pull yourself back into your own alignment. But, um, yeah, retooling your own definition of success starts with understanding what it is currently, what emotions you really want to associate with it, and your own little one or two statement, mission statement, vision statement around this new space you're moving towards. From there, uh, I believe so much, you know, that whole concept of feel it already, right? Which is why I, I I was already enough. I say it as the past tense. So if you're new, if you want to feel excited and you want to be in love, that's your new concept of success. What are things you can do, small things you can do? And this might be your self-care bucket. What are small things you can do each day that will also invoke those emotions? So if your new definition of success is, I want to feel excited about what I do. 
what else makes you excited? Are you excited when, um, you know, you dive off a high dive? Are you excited when you um, find a new park or a new restaurant? Like what else makes you excited? And so for me, it was in finding things that could inspired action I could take to lead me into this emotion that put me on this new path of success. It was a very um, tangible, actionable thing, but it is, you know, a couple of steps deep. Yeah. And it's like, you start with understanding what your definition of success, where that came from, because Mm -hmm. is it even really yours? yours? Is it, is it your parents? Is it your cultures? Is it your teachers? So, and then, and then when you have that perspective, like, wow, wait a second, that's not even really mine. That's someone else's definition of success. And like, does this even fit me? If I've been trying to fit into someone else's version of me. And so redefining that. And I like how you take off the labels of money and um, because that's what everyone immediately goes in title. And just like, what would it feel like? Like, give me an embodied experience of what that would be like. And then, Mm -hmm. and then trying to trace and track that emotion. Like what does excitement feel like? What does love feel like? Because especially if you're looking for love and you haven't really ever experienced a truly loving relationship, we have experienced other flavors of love that can tie us to that. So go out Mm -hmm. there, like what makes you feel love? Like what is an expression of that? So that you're becoming the resonance, the same resonance as love. So it becomes more of a, you're the magnet now for it mm-hmm. to come to you instead of you constantly seeking it outside of you. Like you're now resonating. You're le- you're the version of success that you want in your life already. Yep. <clears throat> when I was doing this, I realized that um, super simple, like windows down, the wind on my skin, feeling free. For So free became a word for me. And so I would take a little drive. I live in Scottsdale and it doesn't take me long to get up into the mountains. And so even if it was a 45 minute drive, um, I would make sure to do that a couple of times a month just to be up in nature and feeling the wind on my skin. And I came back so refreshed and that uh, it helped me tremendously. So yes, taking inspired action on these to move forward into the new feeling that you want to invoke and being able to tie it back into what we do personally or professionally, that new definition of success. Um, And something came to me as you were saying that because particularly for women, and especially for me, um, I love being an entrepreneur. It's really easy for me to work. I'm very good at it. Um, The masculine and pushing and running is something that I'm familiar with. I can do that. Having to reprogram myself into the feminine piece to reshape my work style, not my work ethic, but like, or how I show up, but, or the, you know, the intensity that I bring to things, but where I show up in my body and how I feel about it was a hundred percent related to this exercise. Mm. And I like it. I like that clarification that you're not changing your work ethic. That mm-hmm. hasn't changed. It's like your your approach has changed, mm-hmm. which I really love. And, mm-hmm. and then that one piece, you know, we have to have that balance between the masculine and the feminine. It's not whenever we focus on only one aspect, it can turn into a shadow aspect. You know, now mm-hmm. if we focus too much on the masculine, it turns toxic and it becomes a toxic individualism and the over pushing, the over striving and um, you know, the, the greediness and the fear that can come from needing more to prove that you're enough. Um, but we also want to understand that we need those healthy pushes and to know ourselves and have it balanced with the, the, the feminine allows us to actually continuously move forward. And, it, um, but, you know, I now want to ask you, one of the questions I ask most of the guests is like, what does thriving mean to you? It's kind of like a, it's, it's a little bit different than what does success mean, but what does thriving mean? Hmm. Thriving um, for me, I guess, means free where 
uh, I have enough space in my life to stay in the present moment and feel free to do what I want to do, knowing what I've already done is aligned with my direction and where I'm going. Mm, That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Yeah. And so what I want everyone to know is how can they get in connection with you? Well, unapologeticallyenough.com is where I hang out and um, you can learn more about me, send me a note, <laughs> learn, you know, excuse me, learn where the books are sold. Um, yeah, it's really easy. Come on over. Yeah. Go on over there. I've seen your website and it's beautiful. And I love that your book is tells about your personal story of the, the professional burnout and the personal burnout, and also just gives really practical tools that are very tangible and easy to do as easy as, especially if you're near burnout, Yep, you need easy and you make mm-hmm. it really, really easy for women. And I also liked how you pointed out that they can also adapt it to fit them. Like you can do this every day, like you do, or it can be once a week or once a month. For me, I need a daily practice. If I go too long, then I get really swept up into that momentum again. So it's, but really defining it for yourself and letting it be what is resonant with you. Take what works for you, leave the rest, maybe Mm -hmm. adapt it a little bit, but start somewhere and you have a really great place for people to start. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Is there any like last thing that you really want everyone to know and carry with them through the day? Uh, You are unapologetically enough as you are right now. There you go. That's all you need to know. (laughs) Okay. So if you are listening, definitely go over and check out Carrie. She's also online on all the social media networks. She's on LinkedIn and Instagram. So you can reach out to her there. But it's if you go to her website, then you can send her an email and she's really great about getting back to you. So she's very accessible, which I love because that's so important in building community and feeling really deeply supported. And if you're a lover of this show, definitely reach out to me as well. I love to build community and, and, and just start to grow that web of women and community. And so, as I mentioned before, we rise and thrive together. So don't forget that we're here and we're ready to support you. So until next time, my friends, much love and many blessings. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Women Thriving Unapologetically. We hope we've inspired you to claim your birthright to thrive. Tune in next week where we will continue to give you the tools you need to flourish, prosper, and thrive. Until then, have a beautiful week.